back here at J. Tom Lawler Arena on the campus of Merrimack in North Andover where the score at the end of one is Vermont nothing, Merrimack nothing. This first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure to stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located right down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. I'm Mike Macknick alongside... John Leahy, our guest in his first intermission, Mark Bellotta. He is the instant replay official here at J. Tom Lawler Arena. First of all, Mark, uh, that first period, a lot of up and down action, uh, good chances for both clubs. 24 total shots on goal, no goals, no penalties, no replays as it may turn out, but uh, pretty pretty good action, as I said. Absolutely, quite a bit of good action. And uh, yeah, you could tell that both teams were really fighting a lot near the uh, crease, and there was so much going on in between uh, you know, both sets, in between the sets of whistles. It was just uh, a lot of action, but um, not a lot of conversion, I guess. Well, talking about action, especially in the creases, you spent a lot of time, I guess, I'm sure, looking at that. Stuff as the instant replay official here at J. Tom Lawler Arena. Let's talk first of all. Uh, you know, basically, what's the what's the role that you have there? You're up in the press box. You're down at the, the far end of the press box from where we are. Um, you know, really, uh, you know, comes into play, I guess, when when the referee comes over, decides he wants to take a look at something with some sort of a replay. Uh, what happens from there? What, what's your involvement? Yep. So basically, my involvement is up here in the press box. I'm on the far left end, and I basically work with a large TV monitor directly in front of me, and uh, um, we also have um, audio that's down for the referees down in the, uh, the section down near the ice. But um, they call up with uh, a quick phone call and ask to take a look at a replay. Generally, what they'll say on the phone is something to the effect of, you know, I'd like to look at that to see if it was offsides. I'd like to see if there was interference. I'd like to see, you know, whether that crossed the line and things like that. So basically what we have is a three-camera setup. There's one camera that's directly above the um, goal on the left side and the goal on the right side. And there's also a camera that pans from left to right, um, from center right throughout the entire game. So what we do is there's um, a tape that's running constantly throughout the entire game as it takes place. And I sit there and mark individual events that could be of interest. Things like going off sides or whether the puck went in the net or scrubs in front of the cage, things like that. So you can be ready in case they call for it. Exactly right. Exactly. So is it tape or is it all digital now? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm dating myself a little bit there, but I grew up on the days of tape. But no, it's all, it's all completely digital and all in HD, which not all schools were um, necessarily guaranteed. Merrimack stepped up big time when um, it was time to go HD, and they, they stepped up big time, I think about a year or so ago, and got all HD feeds throughout the arena so that it's even clearer now to see the replays. Whereas when they first started in 2009-10, that wasn't the case. It was uh, standard definition, so you had to really squint to see it. Uh, so, one of the questions I'm sure fans have when, when there is a replay that's taking place, so there's... Uh, you know, they're going under the hood, so to speak. The, you know, the referee or both referees are in the scorer's table taking a look at those replays. I, I think one of the questions fans probably have is, you know, some of them, I don't think we've seen very many this year that have taken a long time, but when they do take a long time, what's usually the reason for that? Oh, that's a very good question. So every replay is a little bit different, I think. Largely, it's a case where the referees are unsure if something specific happens. So maybe they'll go over it and take a look to see, for example, if the puck crossed the line. And the first referee will come in, he'll take a look and make his decision. And then perhaps the second referee will come in and say, okay, maybe I need to get a look at that. So they'll have two of them in the box, both looking at the same time. 
now they've gone to a case where most of the, both of them tend to come in at the same time in order to save time. Um, there are other cases where there are other reviews for things like um, scrums that are on the walls or things like that for things like penalties. In a lot of cases with big scrums, you don't necessarily always get a look at the numbers on the bats of jerseys or things like that. So the longest replay I can remember doing was a game against BC where over in the corner there was a huge scrum right after um, a play had happened and it took about, from what I can remember, about 10 or so minutes, maybe a little bit longer, in order to sort out all the laundry, who was going to the box, who was kicked out, who was still in, all of those types of things. So generally it's either a case of disagreement or it's a case of you know a rarity of something not working, which is, again, a rarity. Now on a play like that, there's only the one angle, right? You mentioned the three cameras, one over each crease and then the other one, which is you know, basically you know, following the play. So, right, right. So if, if there's a play that happens with regard to a goal or around the crease, you effectively have two angles that you could look at, right, as opposed to those ones along the boards or, or off sides if that was what they were looking at. There'd only be one thing to look for. I mean, one, one, one angle to, to review. Yep, exactly right. So generally whenever you're near the crease, as long as you're within maybe two or so feet, maybe a little bit closer, you can still see from within that HD camera because it captures everything from the red line right behind where the goalie is to maybe about a foot and a half to two feet in front of him. So you can occasionally see stick tips or you know interference or things like that. But if you want to go you know a little bit further out, you know just around the dots, maybe a little bit further that way, it's very difficult to see. And you generally only have one option of the center ice camera, and that's generally the way it works. Whenever there's something that isn't related to the crease, they only use that one angle. Is it true that it's kind of like what we most of us have come to our understanding replay in relation to the NFL and you know? Basically, is there evidence to overturn the call on the field? Is it like that here as well? That's a really good question. So, generally, yes. The way it works is they have suspicions on the way plays transpired. So, they'll come in and say, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that puck crossed the line, but I just want to check. Or they'll say, I'm pretty sure that play was offside, but I just want to check. And that, and generally, that's how it all happens. But it, unless, unless something tells them that, you know, oh, that definitely didn't happen, or that definitely wasn't the case, unless there is irrefutable evidence, they generally will not overturn anything. Um, it's, it's a case where they have to be absolutely sure that something happened or didn't happen in order, in order for them to make a call. All right, so that has to be a call on the ice, and then it, it does the replay evidence give them enough to change the call on the ice? Exactly, exactly. And, that, and that's the other thing is that um, it's actually a hockey East rule to announce to the crowd exactly what the call is. I'm not sure if everyone's aware of that, but you have to actually announce on the, on the, the, um, the PA system what was the call. Was the call a goal? Was it not a goal? Etc. And similarly, you also have to make the call um, to the referee official when you're um, on the phone as well. So, you know, knowing what you want to review and things like that. So you're saying after after the review occurs that they are supposed to, or, or is it before yeah. that, kind of like in the NHL? Yep. So it's after after the review occurs, the person on the PA relays what we talked about over the phone and says, the call on the ice stands, or the call on the ice does not stand, it is no goal, or something to that effect. Okay. We're talking with Mark Ballot. I do have to let you go in a minute, but I want to talk first of all about some of the other work that you do as well with Over the Boards. Tell us about that and some of the uh, the, the, the work that you do in covering issues related to recruiting. Absolutely. So um, I work with Over the Boards um, as a New England correspondent. Um, the person who runs the show is a 
Jasper Kozak Miller, who uh, runs out of his office in New York. And basically, my purview is pretty much the entire territory of New England. The majority of the tournaments in this area are covered in the state of Massachusetts or New Hampshire. Um, so I can get looks at kids from Connecticut, from Maine, from New Hampshire, from Vermont, and they will all tend to you know congregate into areas around Massachusetts, typically around the Boston area, just north or just west, or in some cases just south. But um, the main number of kids that I tend to look at are you know typically college age. So you're talking you know 18 year olds to you know sometimes as um, as high as 20 year olds, but um, we occasionally look a little bit earlier as well. So players that are 15, 16, 17, and how are they trending towards being college age? Do they look like they're ready to play things of that nature? And it's not just because they're college age. We get um, interest from major junior programs, NHL teams, central scouting organizations. They tend to take a look at the things that we write, our little scouting reports. So that's um, that's really the value that we provide. Well, what's the URL then if folks want to go check that out? Absolutely. So it's www.overtheboards.net. Right. And I believe you have a Twitter as well. You want to give that out? I do, absolutely. It's at mbilotta, B-I-L-O-T-T-A. So you can follow me there, and pretty much all of the scouting stuff you'll see that I tweet out, that's generally what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. You're very involved in a number of different areas there. Very interesting stuff about the replay as well. And hopefully you have a, a, a clean night tonight. And uh, a lot of folks here with the late night and the late start looking forward to uh, trying to get to bed. So no overtime, no replays, and maybe no penalties. We'll see. I'm going to make it as quick as I possibly can. I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. That's Mark Ballard. who has been our guest here. He is the instant replay official at Merrimack. Also works with OverTheBoards.net. We'll be back with more right after this. The score is Vermont nothing, Merrimack nothing. This is Warrior Hockey.